This is FS Uncovered, a podcast of M&M Service Company, serving our customers' needs by providing excellent products, services, and innovative solutions. I'm Krista Marquis, Marketing Assistant with M&M Service. Today I have with me Tony Haber, our Energy Marketing Manager, and Brian Fairful, our Agronomy Marketing Manager. Uh, so today we're going to take some time to talk about what went on through the year in M&M Service. So, Tony, if you want to start out um, in the energy department, talk about what went on last fall and winter. Sure. So so thinking back to last fall, um, of course, I think, you know, comparing it to this year, we, we, were, we were out early, much earlier than what we are today. Uh, September was, was, was very busy. A lot of crop got out um, really heavy in, in, dry, in, uh, in drier gas. Uh, pretty heavy on fuel. Um, you know, you had markets where we were just seeing kind of uh, starting to to creep up as um, news. You know, that's when we were just kind of starting to to hit news of 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 the vaccine being uh, being looked at rolling out for for winter and spring. Coming out of fall, uh, you know, the, the early part of the winter was. Uh, a little mild, not 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 too not too cold. We're, like again, energy markets, we, you know, at the, at the time, you know, still you know pushing up higher with the vaccination news and and, and seemingly markets kind of stabilizing. Uh, you know, we get into late winter. That's when we you, you saw an event that we hadn't seen, where you saw basically from Canada to all the way down to the to. So South Texas, you know, hitting with uh, extremely cold weather uh, that had a tremendous effect there in February and March on pricing um, due to due to availability of product with uh, with refining in those areas being shut down. Um, it just seems like always, you know, with us, no matter what the challenges are, whether it be you know anything, we are well positioned, well supplies, well supplied. Excuse me to take. Uh, to take on the challenges, to take on our customers' needs, and you know our team excelled uh, in, in in keeping product and keeping everybody uh, uh, in product that was needed. So, um, you know, those were the those were the main events. Uh, like I said, I, I think our team excelled. I, you know, we if we talk about this and expand to, to the rest of the year, that's all you can point to is just a good team that we have that just just gets simply just gets things done. Um, but those, those were the, those were the main, main events. And then obviously as, as we as we saw pushing out of the winter and I'll stop there, uh, continue to see markets, um, increase as, as stabilization, as everybody kind of got comfortable with, with the vaccine rollout and, uh, travel and everything kind of, kind of getting back to maybe not 19 levels, but a little, obviously greater than 20, which, which pushed up demand and uh, still having kind of manufacturing process to keep uh, keep product levels uh, a little bit lower than what we had seen in the past. Brian, can you go over uh, your departments, the agronomy departments, a little recap of its fall and winter this past year? Yeah, um, as, as Tony, Tony alluded to, we had a fantastic fall season. You're welcome for that lead-in. I really appreciate it, otherwise I wouldn't have... Uh, you probably wouldn't remember the, the credit, yep. um, but we had a great fall season. Harvest started uh, somewhat early, early September. Really stretched on for a f- you know a couple months. Uh, fall fertilizer season was great. 
overall volumes were, I would say, you know, for M&M Service Company, were really, really, really good record volumes, 100% wise. Uh, as an industry, record record volumes as well. It just kept going and going and going. Uh, we did see at the end of the season come middle end of, of November um, some supply-related issues with some certain products because of the, the higher demand, but most of the season was over by then. So overall, the fall season was a huge success uh, for M&M Service Company. Again, record volumes. Uh, we had a, an awesome uh, fall herbicide uh, year, which obviously just helps set up and, and paint that picture of of clean fields moving into spring, get planters rolling earlier, tillage tools running earlier, nutrient applications running earlier. Fall anhydrous ammonia season went extremely well. And it seems like some of the seasons continue to get condensed. Um, we kind of lived a little high on hog last fall with, with the season kind of uh, um, being a little bit more forgiving and allows us, allowing us a little bit more time to get all the, the applications done that needed to be done. As you move into winter, it was, uh, you know, uh, COVID, although I hate blaming COVID, but I mean, uh, the restrictions and all that sort of stuff did play a little bit of toll on our businesses, you know, with group meetings and those sorts of things, not being able to get together really face-to-face, a lot of webinar, conference call type of uh, meetings and events and some sales information, push-out, roll-out, and, and uh, you know, from, from our point of view, but to the grower Point of view, I mean, uh, yeah, we did our additional precautions through through the winter time to protect, you know, our, our own folks, but uh, you know, our own our patrons as well. That uh, we learned a lot through this entire process. That uh, there may be some fluff, a lot of fluff, and and we kind of, to me, I think we kind of get down to the nitty gritty pretty fast when doing things a little bit differently, like we did here this this past winter. So. You know, overall, we had some good booking programs, early booking programs on uh, crop protection seed through the wintertime. Great uh, wintertime projects, getting spring fertilizer numbers put together and get prepared for that big spring rush, which which our company is, a, you know, a, a, probably a larger spring fertilizer business now uh, than we have been ever in the past. So it seems like springtime we lead into uh, smaller, more condensed windows, but that pretty well sums up wintertime for, for the agronomy world. So Brian, you talked about spring being a bigger season for us. Do you want to go on about the spring and summer seasons for your department? Sure. Uh, yeah, so so as we segue into you know, the spring, the last half of our, our year, spring and summer, you know, again, our spring season is continuing to grow and maybe be a little bit bigger of a season for us in fall, especially <clears throat> the business um, to the south that Route 16 corridor with anhydrous ammonia applications and also dry fertilizer. So, um, you know, we, we started the season around that Easter time. Um, there was a little bit of time that we got there in March to apply some nutrients um, correctly, not on frozen soil or anything like that, really. Um, but we had a decent little window. And then come Easter time, it for lack of better terms, it all hell broke loose. Um, <laughs> and, and we really... About every area in our territory went, uh, and and that's a it's not a it's it's a challenge for everybody. It's not just a specific challenge for M M&M and M service company. It's a challenge for producers. It's a challenge for suppliers. It's a challenge for you know us in retail for custom application. It, it it's just a infrastructure is not built to handle 
you know, everybody and not just at M&M Service Company, but, but in the entire Midwest to go at one time. Um, I mean, we're talking about infrastructure built, you know, in the 70s, 60s, 70s, um, ammonia pipelines and those sorts of things. And, and uh, I mean, you got a, you got an issue with CDL drivers, um, freight, you know, not being able to find those certain uh, folks um, to haul. Uh, materials so in a compressed season like we we went through and typically it lasts about a week to 10 days I mean we were we were really really pressed to getting about anything and everything done the expectations from the grower level is is to get everything done as quick and possible as we can and you know you look at the equipment when you think horsepower or sizes um, it's grown 1.5 x maybe maybe 2 x when you think of horsepower widths speed um, and you look at, you know, so their, their overall productivity is in a day is done, you know, they're, they're, they're not quite doubling, uh, but maybe in some cases they are. Whereas you look at our application equipment and, and we've, we've added a couple more knives, uh, to an ammonia toolbar than we, than we had back a couple, you know, a few years ago. But, you know, our fertilizer spreaders are all the same, um, spread width. Our, uh, sprayers are all the same, 120 foot. Um, so, you know, you look at the way that a grower has, has you know, really become more efficient and increase um, the uh, overall day-to-day operations. Uh, ours has kind of stayed, it's grown a little, but it hasn't, unless we're adding a new machine, a new tender fleet, new person, ours hasn't, you know, been able to, to keep up with the speed in which the producer has, has been able to uh, capitalize on, on bigger crunch windows. So, you know, those sorts of things... Uh, you know, hurt us mm-hmm. uh, when it comes to the that crunch window. Again, it's a week to ten days, and beyond that, it's it's not as big of a deal. But that week to ten days can can hurt. And again, it's not M and M service company, but it is a you know a, it's a total industry thing. So we're planting soybeans as early as we possibly can now for for the extra bushels. Uh, at the same time, we're planting corn. Depending upon the environment, uh, you know, we stayed kind of cool, a uh, little wet. That that really encouraged the soybeans to go in the ground. I feel they're a little hardier and they can handle those finicky soils, tougher soil conditions. Uh, so we've been riding that train and growing that year over year that the soybeans are going in as quick and fast as they can earliest. And then the corn will follow when we get some good um, environment around and warmer soils to get that corn germination, you know, up in that, uh, you know, three, four, five, six, seven days, something like that. Call it a week all evenly because, because that's most important to overall uh, yield in, in corn or soybeans. It's not a big deal. So obviously the spring season, um, was condensed. We pushed through it really beyond that, that 10 day window. I mean, we were busy, but there wasn't it went very well, given the circumstance that we had a boatload of rain and literally a boatload of rain. We're probably 15, in some places, we're probably 15 to 20 inches above normal in certain areas of our uh, territory throughout the entire growing season. So we've been hammered quite a bit, but but overall, I mean, all spring, summer operations went over very well. little bit of replant again in pockets. You know where where it was replanted. There's some fields that don't look great, but a lot of fields mm-hmm. actually look pretty good. They're probably subpar on the average of of the overall productivity on those farms. But uh, again, I think given the commodity prices where they're at, it looks pretty good. Uh, and you get into the summer months here, we had a heck of a fungicide season. 
you know, I think the expectations on fungicide are continuing to grow. Commodity prices help, but overall, I think these newer products that we're pushing out are are uh, a lot better on the foliar diseases that you know are coming into effect here in the, in the later months of, of summer. With southern rust and, and tar spot starting to enter, um, you know, we're starting to see some some big gains in, in the fungicide season. So, I mean, overall, their crop protection world, it was, uh, I won't ever call anything really easy, but um, it really went off without a hitch. I mean, I mean, it just, it just flowed extremely well, given all the circumstances. One thing I'll mention, too, is um, as we got into spring and, and summer, we saw a, a very steady increase in in our fertilizer markets so we're not back at the 2008 2009 levels where we saw thousand dollar fertilizer prices but uh it's it's climbed pretty substantially off the 10-year lows that we experienced last fall so through the summer months that's been a uh you know a growing concern Uh, obviously you've got that offset in the commodity price but uh overall it's still uh, still an issue as we move forward and even into this this coming fall You've seen the same thing on uh, crop protection issues as well, um, supply, logistics, all those sorts of things. They all, I mean, we could talk about it all day, but uh, a lot of issues there and continuing to to be further issues as we look into the future, uh, 22 and maybe even a little bit beyond. I don't. I think it's got a longer tail than what people project. Even on the fertilizer side, you know, as the U.S., we, we went through a record year. When you think of fall of of 20 and spring of 21 so you put all those additional constraints on the fertilizer side pr- production freight um, getting it into terminals and places where we've got to have it it's a struggle so we'll continue that fight but uh, you know overall if I recap spring and summer is it come with some challenges but at the same time we were able to overcome those challenges our, our people you know put a lot of time a lot of hours we're grateful for them we got the job done uh, fairly efficient. Again, given all the circumstances, I, I think it went very, very well, and I think it could have been a heck of a lot worse. But uh, uh, for the most part, we're looking at, as we, we start to enter harvest here, guys are looking at harvest to be pretty pretty average, maybe slightly above average. In some cases, some scenarios below average, but I would call 21 a average to slightly above average when you look at overall production. So. A lot of time between now and November 1st. Hopefully harvest will be wrapped up by then given environments. If we if we get good ones, we should be able to get it out in pretty time and fashion. But overall, I think 21, our fiscal year 21, uh, was a pretty good success in the agronomy world. So. Okay, awesome. It's a great recap. Well done. So, Tony, you want to jump in and go over the spring and summer energy side of things? Yeah, as you know, as I mentioned before, you know, we the late winter we got hit with that. Uh, I don't even know what you name it, but that uh, coming out of February, early March, we had a refinery shutdown down in Texas, which pushed refine you know refining costs up. Production was down, obviously. Um, the market never seemed to recovered. Uh, we just went right there to, like Brian mentioned, by Easter. We were we were going heavy, and so demand was way up. And you know, like I said, there was never that drawback because because we went from refining issue to to high demand. Uh, fast forward there through spring, same thing. You know, we're, we did a good job taking care of take care of the customer base. 
to fill you know every every one of their needs with fuel LP. You get into then you know fast forward into early summer. We get you know driving season. Demand goes up. We see that market keep moving up. Um, we start to get our seasonal pullback that we historically would get, and we come and do something that we haven't witnessed, and we have a, a pipeline on the East Coast that is hacked and uh, shut down for uh, seemingly uh, seemingly a long time, and which again pushed the market up. Uh, instead of getting that pullback, um, even though it was short lived, it, it definitely had an effect on on pricing and inventories. Even here, you know, uh, inventories were needed moved uh, from from Midwest to you know all the way to the East Coast uh, that we that we typically don't see. So, you know that that was an unfortunate event that that had a negative negative impact on us. And it really wasn't until later in the summer uh, when the Delta variant kind of hit the news and and restriction you know you you start seeing some fear back in the marketplace that that now you know we've seen a you know the market kind of come back on the on the fuel side of course we're past labor day now uh travel season is kind of on a downward trend and we're seeing gas demand go down you know the only thing that's really not having an impact on the uh with due to lack of demand is propane you know propane all summer long we typically get strong builds in the mid- midwest uh, in a year like this, uh, production wasn't as high. And when you combine that with uh, a lot of product being piped all the way down to the Gulf for export and, you know, we are at a five-year low on inventory. And so while, you know, demand is down on some other products like gasoline specifically, and we'll see, you know, see that pricing soften uh, more than likely uh, as, as the fall continues, propane, we won't see that more than likely because, we don't have the inventory base, and so not to not not to sit here today and talk about an outcry for looking out for potential uh, inventory issues, but just know we are we are at a low uh, based on what we have been the last few years. Again, we position ourselves as as a company to to take care of those you know if those issues arise to take care of those needs uh, to make sure our customers um, whether it be a Residential customer, commercial customer, a farm customer, um, we've got the product that will will keep everybody in supply, and that's. But like I said, I go back to spring, just like fall. We, you know, all all parts of our business, just everybody, just in a professional manner, just putting their head down, grinding, doing their job, and uh, did an excellent job of of taking care of our customer base in a, in a time where not you know we're not we're not like we're not isolated, we're not out on an island having issue, you know, find, trying to find, trying to find employees. But, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of places in retail across a lot of different markets that, that are having those issues. But, you know, like them, we found this year to be extremely challenging to, you know, find, find people, keep people and challenges were met around every corner. And every challenge that met was that we just met it head on and found a solution. And I, I, I view that as a, with our, all of our teams as, just an extremely positive and can't say enough about the the passion and the and the the work ethic and that our that our employees have agree to that uh thanks for your recap tony well thank you guys for your summaries over the past year can you take a quick minute or so to summarize what we're looking for this coming fall and winter sure i I think like you know like i just kind of ended on um the recap i think 
inventory, you know, propane inventories be on the, the watch for that as, as, as we sit low. Fuel markets, you know, as long as the Delta variants and, and these other COVID variants are going to be in the news, there's going to be a lot of back and forth. Um, we're going to see some, you know, some increases without, without our production. But then anytime we see some, uh, where, where we see positive cases go up, any kind of travel restrictions put in place, we're going to see some downside to the market. Always, you know, that's always going to be a thing while that's going to be in the news. So, uh, which I'm sure people are, I understand are tired of hearing about, but <laughs> that's unfortunately kind of what's going to, what's moving the needle big factor, you know, be big factors that are going to move, move the needle going forward. So, uh, one thing I would like to mention is, uh, on our retail side, which we, we haven't really talked a whole lot about in this past year is we were lucky to partner up, uh, for this upcoming, this school year that's going on currently with uh, North Max school district. We are doing a, what we call a fuel for school program in which, um, we are going to, you know, donate portions of our fuel sales to uh, to the school directly. Um, we made a donation to the FFA department uh, back in August. And then going forward from month to month, uh, we will be giving out donations based on our sales at our Verdon Fast Stop location into various organizations and groups at the school. So I'm very proud and to be doing that uh, with them. And I'm very happy that, uh, also that they've been very, uh, their willingness to, to partner with us and their acceptance of it, uh, just has been top notch the, the whole process through. So I'm really excited about that. Um, as we've, we've kicked that off at the start of the school year and going strong right now. But yeah, th- those are the things that, you know, to look for in the short term out of us. Okay. I'm looking forward to seeing what this coming year brings. Brian, you want to give a quick minute on what's going on, you see going on this coming fall in in the uh, agronomy department? Sure thing, Krista. Um, I I can sum it up by really one word, and that'll be supply. If I'm a grower today, I'm I'm trying to lock in fall fertility. Obviously, if you haven't already, any fall crop protection will be be starting that. I don't think seed will be, you know, an overall big issue. I think it, it pays everybody to be as proactive as you possibly can. Main reason why I say supply is is, you know, again, we come off a, a record record year when it comes in overall demand of, of fertility. Uh, last fall, this coming spring. Restrictions that we had, freight issues, um, getting product resupply, production issues when it comes to duties or I call them tariffs imposed from our, our domestic producers onto our um importers uh bring in crop nutrients to to our country um you know has caused issues it's not a, a favorable thing even though your domestic producers would would say it's favorable but uh it's, it's not a favorable thing for us in the supply world when it comes down to to overall making sure that we have the product for for our growers um so supply is going to be a big 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 thing uh, another driver of supply here in the crop nutrient world is is hurricane ida and its effects Again, it's probably a 30, 45 day, and, and that may be short on that, um, depending upon certain scenarios. But it's, it's caused some hiccups, and will continue to cause hiccups, and it's backlogging. So I, I would encourage anybody, everybody in the crop, crop nutrient world to, uh, to get as much bread as, as possible here this fall, preparing ourselves for, for the spring year. I'll say 
Uh, crop protection is probably my next thing that I'm I'm watching out on. Big demands again on certain products, not all, but uh, again, I, I would I would encourage everybody to be as as proactive as we can. One thing I don't think people are uh, really really thinking about uh, is is we have the not we but China has the Winter Olympics here next February, and if if anybody remembers uh, the Olympics back in in China, I don't remember what year that was. Um, 2008. 2008. Sorry, Tony. I appreciate that. <clears throat> so back in 2008, when the media started to arrive, um, basically they had to start cleaning up the air, so they shut down some manufacturing facilities. So when you think of the crop protection world and tech materials, active ingredients, are, are a lot of them is produced in China, ship, shipped on a boat um, to the U.S., and then produced and manufactured here into uh, formulations and, and straight good products, those sorts of things. So... I think that's going to have a hindrance uh, on our crop protection supply as well. So, you know, all those things really summarize into one key point is is if I'm a producer today, uh, I am I'm going to be as proactive as I possibly can uh, to lock in the products that I need to produce uh, the yields that I need to be sustainable for the future and run a solid business. So. Um, I would encourage anybody, everybody to try to buy as much as you possibly can, as early as you possibly can, and get it done as fast as you can. Not necessarily just buy it, oh, I'll get it done in two months. Let's take the, if there's favorable conditions, let's get it done uh, so we don't have to worry about maybe those those issues that, that will arise in the later fall months, early winter. Okay. So should they be talking to their crop specialists about doing that? Oh, Krista. I mean, that I shouldn't even have to say that. <laughs> Dynamite lead-in. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I would I would obviously encourage everybody to to get in, in contact if you haven't already done so uh with your crop specialist, your fuel man, really anybody here on the support team at, at M&M Service Company to get get your needs taken care of summed up here. Uh Again, just don't go into fall with, with an empty slate and be reactive. Let's be as proactive as we possibly can. The better they're proactive, um, the better we can be proactive um, because in a reactive scenario in the supply-driven market, it's not going to be pretty. I hate to be doom and gloomy. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys for that quick-ish recap. Um, do you have any closing remarks you'd like to put out there for our listeners? Closing remarks I would have is, you know, thank, thankful to our customers for helping us, allow, you know, put on a successful 2021 fiscal year. And we look forward to that same level of uh, patronage in our, for 21-22 to continue to help us be successful. Yeah, I'd, I just appreciate our patron owners for their business in 21 and, and really hope they have a prosperous uh Fall season, spring season, call it twenty two season. Um, uh, you know, we're going to do everything that we can to uh, to supply them everything that they need and support their operation as a cooperative to uh, better fulfill their needs and continue to to make them uh, more profitable in the future. So that's our job as a at M M&M and M and as a cooperative. So we appreciate everything that uh, that they have done and hope for a successful twenty two. Okay, thanks again, you guys, for giving that. Well, you're not done. No. No. What is it? Let's lay it on me. So before we before we leave, you know, it's it's the end of the year. I want to hear from the two of you what in the in the upcoming year, next next twelve months, 
what do you have most forward to look forward to? And that can be work-related, personal, you got plans, uh, just just things in general. What next 12 months, what's it look like? Krista, go. God, what a loaded question. You're answering this question too. Sure. Uh, the only thing I can think of right now, we're sitting at fall. So we got the holiday seasons coming up. Properly celebrating with family. That was kind of taken away. Was it? A little bit, yeah. yeah. Somewhat. Last year. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think most I think most people were, you know, even though you probably, I think we got together more, I think there was still some effect here and there with yeah. with with getting everybody together. I know we did with ours, so I could see that. You mean to tell me you don't have your next, like next summer all planned out, next winter all planned out, none of that stuff? This is coming from the guy that schedules his vacation six, six months in advance, puts it on the calendar. So, you're not going to be up to his standards, Krista. Uh, I'm right there with you. I don't have my next year's plans figured out yet. No. Okay. Vacation somewhere? You got any thoughts? For next year, no. Okay. I mean. All right. So we know we know 2022 for 20 the rest of 21 and 22 with Krista. Looking forward to nothing. Hey, and sometimes line. that's a good thing. Yeah. It's that underestimating and um, over-delivering factor. You know, don't set your hypes up for a big vacation come next next year and then, oh, shit, hits the fan and you, uh, you can't go. I mean, that's just a Debbie Downer. Yeah. Well, if you want me to answer the question, Tony, I don't have a lot either um, on my plate. I, nothing fun. Uh, you know, again, to reiterate what what Krista said, the, the get-togethers, you know, are nice. We'll see if they hold true or if it holds true as we get into the holidays. But I don't get all hyped up about the holidays anyways. We know. Um, you, yes. you, you've you made that very clear. Yeah. Uh, but it's not. It's just, yeah. Uh, so, you know, beyond that, it's kids are getting bigger, so enjoying time with them. I'm sure there's a vacation or two in my schedule coming to New Year and, and next year. I would like to go, uh, if COVID allows us, I would like to go back skiing. There you go. Maybe in February or March. There you go. Um, get on the old ski slopes. Nice. I don't have my vacation scheduled. So, out but in a, but in a nutshell, looking forward to next year more than Krista. Slightly, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Again, I don't want to overdo the hype because I don't want to be let down. Well, we still have the rest of this year, so it's like you don't want to wish for next year already when this year. Well, I included the rest of this year Christmas, as uh, as what you got, you know. Harvest is going to last from today through Christmas. Call it Thanksgiving. Yeah. Plus nutrient applications and operations in general. Vacations for folk like this guy just ain't going to happen. <laughs> so slightly above, Krista. There you go. Okay, well, let's hear your answer because it must be something just awesome. No, not not at all. I I look at you know the next twelve months for for me just you know kind of build, again just you know for work just kind of keep building on on what we what we're trying to build and and continue to grow and we'll skip skip past the work and get to personal. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> was the whole point. We weren't talking about work. That's why I so, her. 
So we know that's all you do is work your life away. So, <laughs> so yeah, you know, so there's that. And then, then on, you know, the personal side, yeah, I just, you know, keep seeing the kids grow, uh, just kind of continue with that journey and, you know, continually, uh, involve them in things that I find interesting that they find just nothing but dull. Yeah. Continue to drag them in on that anyway. Uh, that's my version of parenthood that I am successful at. Um, yeah, you know, just again, like it just kind of just seems to center around it just more and more just center around, you know, the work balance and, and family. So no vacations planned? No, don't have any, not, nothing in the works. So like I said, just, just, you know, the question wasn't anything necessarily about, Hey, specifically, this is, this is what I'm going to do. No, just, what are you looking forward to in the next year? And that's that's what I can point to. Thanks for stealing my answer. Anytime I can do that, it's it's an absolute pleasure. Pleasure. <laughs> absolute. Okay. Well, thanks for your updates today, guys, on the past year and what we're looking forward to this coming fall. Um, be sure to subscribe and listen as we bring new information and updates on what's going on on our podcast. So we're always open to hearing what you, our listeners, um, are looking to learn about, hear about what's going on, comment, like, subscribe. We're on our Podbean. We're also on Google Podcasts and Apple Podcasts. As always, you can always reach out to any of us here at the company on our Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter pages as well. This has been FS Uncovered, the podcast of M&M Service Company. As I mentioned before, be sure to subscribe to our podcast on Podbean or your supported podcast app.